The following podcast contains wild stories, hot takes, adult themes, and strong language. Basically, all the good stuff. This is exciting. Um, I'm Max Chark, and I'm joined by the one and only Mackenzie Kruger. Yep. Hi, everyone. Happy first podcast, first episode day. You know, finally getting this off the ground. It's been in the works for a little bit now. Oh, yeah. It's exciting stuff sitting here over here with microphones in our hand, getting going. I know, getting all cozy on the couch. I know. Um, so what you guys can expect from the podcast, so it's not just Max and I chatting with each other all day. Offside and Out of Bounds, we're going to be giving you exclusive look behind the scenes of sports and media in Toronto and across Canada, which I think is pretty cool. Yeah, I think so too. Honestly, like industry's really tough and there's a lot of advice to be given. There's also some good stories and some good conversations to be had. Hopefully get some hot takes. Hopefully some hot takes. Hopefully we'll go out of bounds. I mean, yeah, that's the plan. You usually don't want to go out of bounds in sports, which is funny, but <laughs> we want them to go out of bounds. Yeah, some one. crazy stories. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, we do get an F-bomb or two. We gave you the language disclaimer. So I think one has to pop up. So maybe before we get into the rest of the podcast, they should learn a little bit about us. Yeah, we can. We can do. Do you that. want to start? No, ladies. Tell us a little first. bit. Of, okay. Uh, Mackenzie Kruger, as Max so kindly mentioned at the beginning, from a very small town, I moved to Toronto to chase my dreams. Essentially, um, started off in Waterloo and then came here in sports media. I've worked in professional rugby and a bit of baseball. And I'm looking to branch more into rugby or potentially Formula One. So maybe we'll get a guest who works in either of those realms. Maybe. That would be pretty I, cool for I, me. I would like to hear that. Get a lot it's of advice from outside, them. <laughs> my uh, sport viewing. But I'm Max, as I talked about earlier. It's been a journey to, uh, to get here. But I'm from Vancouver, BC. Originally, I went to school there for a little while. I never really knew what I wanted to do. But I was always super passionate about sports. And it's what came to mind like all the time was just sports 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 like literally everything way too much time in sports so I worked there for a while went to school for a bit nothing tickled my fancy as one would say <laughs> and uh yeah we ended up here I always want to move to Toronto and being in this program has been great a lot of uh new connections and I'm really like really enjoying it in the sport media side and then as well yeah I've been doing uh TMU social school women's basketball team which is fun done some stuff uh with Maple Leeds, which was a previous uh, sports content page. Um, so yeah, I'm really excited to get into it. Love basketball, football, hockey, baseball, golf. All of like, them. You've named everything. all of them, yeah. except for rugby and Formula One, it's, which it's, kind exactly. of like hurts because so I just said. But for anyone who doesn't know, um, Toronto Metropolitan University, where we are currently studying in our final year. Final We're year. old though. Max is 26? 26. I'm 23 which I can't believe because then I'm almost 24 because I turned 24 in February. And then when I'm 24, I'm a year away from 25. And then I'm five years from 30. I'm, I'm almost 30. So You're almost fine. 30. Yeah. Oh, it's okay. Should switch you out for someone younger and you were a model. <laughs> okay, then. Maybe we should get to our guest. <laughs> yeah. No, no, not yet. They, um, <laughs> not yet. Okay. Not yet. No, no, remember, we're getting to know a little bit about ourselves. So with a NHL kind of episode, what team do you cheer for? Unfortunately, it's the Canucks. No, I've been it's unfortunately been, too. It's been a rough ride. Like mm -hmm. I would, I was remembering like back Stanley Cup playoff run, 2011. I'm sitting there like crying. <laughs> like every game, all the playoffs before, I just keep losing to the Blackhawks. Like 
they just they they couldn't get it done and then these days they're just mediocre like they won't push past the hump staying in the middle just like oh glimmer of hope no not making the playoffs oh make some changes maybe taint a little bit no nothing won't do it do i see a cup in the future I hope so, but I'm not. <laughs> not I'm not very optimistic. Good. They got. They got. They got a good core coming back, but uh, yeah. Who do you cheer for? I feel similarly about who I have to cheer for. I cheer for the Sens because I'm Ooh. from Ottawa originally, right? Okay. So, Senators fan. Um, hey, at least we're not Leafs fans. So I keep fine. saying that they're rebuilding, but I've said that for probably like the last five years. So at a certain point, like you'd think they'd know what was going on. I thought when. Ryan Reynolds was looking into buying us. We were going to have full reboot. He was going to be the manager. Like I was so excited. Didn't happen. Yeah. Um, but maybe I won't. I don't think they're going to get really. Honestly, they're never they, going to they, win. They've much. at least been going through a rebuild a little bit. I think they have. They have a couple I think, of players I think who I think are looking. I think their future is brighter than the Canucks, but maybe brighter than the Canucks. We'll see, we'll see what happens this season. As long as we're not Leafs fans, you know. Exactly. Pretty exciting. But anyways, we'll wrap up here really quickly, and we're going to be joined in a few moments by a very special guest who's going to take us behind the camera with the NHL. I'm so excited to introduce our first guest of the podcast ever. He's a digital creator and currently works for the NHL doing their social video content, which is super sick. He's also worked at other huge names in Toronto like TSN and MLSE. Such an impressive resume to start off our podcast. So drumroll Max. Our first guest is Juan Morales. Thank you for joining us. I know you're so so busy. <laughs> no, I'm happy happy to be here. I remember the old uh, the old days of doing practicum, so I'm happy to be here. Uh, a lot of people I know here, including Kaylee Hall off screen. Hi, Kaylee. <laughs> There's one. Yeah. No, but uh, happy to be here. Happy to chat. Yeah, and I know like you, this probably brings back memories of practicum, and we're going to ask you all about coming out of university in a little bit. Um, but because this episode is kind of NHL themed, maybe we can start off with working for the NHL. Sure. Can you cheer for a team? Yeah, I would say so. Like I, I've been a Montreal fan my whole life, like growing oh. up. Uh, that's not really welcome in the city. But <laughs> I mean, you can cheer for a team. Everyone in the office has a, a favorite team. Uh, but I think, you know, they're just kind of like, there's like the team you cheer for and then like you actually have to work like I don't like the Leafs I don't like the Bruins but like if there's something relevant there I'm gonna do something towards it I'm gonna put the same effort I have as it is with Montreal Montreal also stinks like they're not they're not a great team they're rebuilding I love that team but like you know it is what it is but yeah you're allowed to cheer for a team you just kind of have to you know put things aside when it comes to working right so have you been like a hockey fan or like a Canadians fan like since you were a little kid or it just kind of came about? So like I, I immigrated from Colombia when I was five. So I was born in Colombia, came here, my family moved here for work. And so my kind of first introduction to hockey, I might've been like probably six or seven years old. And like, I just remember watching my dad, my dad was watching hockey and it was Montreal, Toronto. And what I remember at a young age, Montreal was beating the wheels off Toronto. So I'm like, I like the red team because they're winning. And then kind of then like I grew up and like, you know, got to play the sport a little bit. I followed it a lot more. I wasn't very good at it, but like, you know, street hockey with my buddies all the time growing up and, you know, eventually like getting to actually play ice hockey. I started a little later than everyone. So like, you know, it was kind of like getting into high school. I started playing the game like on a, on a decent level and, you know, it was fun and all. But yeah, I've been following hockey my whole life and it's just kind of like surreal to be working in the league that I used to grow up watching and seeing all, you know, working alongside players who I get to see who I've kind of grown up with watching, you know what I mean? So it's kind of, it's kind of like when you, 
it's interesting. It's kind of like when you're, you're a young player and you enter the league, and you're like, oh, I'm playing on a line with Sidney Crosby. Like, I, I get to see the guy in person. It's surreal. You know, it's really cool. But yeah, like I've been a hockey fan my whole life, so it's it's a cool opportunity and something I like never take for granted. Do you, do you find it like harder or more or less enjoyable watching hockey these days? While because you're also doing it for work and just like really exposed to it, like. Yeah, at times, like, so to give you guys an idea of how much hockey, like, I have to consume in a, in a night, like, let's say, let's say it's a Saturday night, we usually have, like, 12 games on average, like, in the office, we have these giant screens on, up, up over our desks, and there, it's like a multi-viewer, so we, at points, could have 10, 14 games, so I'm, like, watching this all night, and reacting to it, and making content towards it, so, like, on my off days... I will watch hockey, like, you know, it depending on the game, I'll throw it on. But it is also nice to unplug for a bit, you know, watch another sport, some football or, or soccer or whatever. Um, it's just, it gets draining at times, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but look, you know, whenever I have a chance, if I'm with my friends or whatever, like I love watching the game, it's it's still fun to see. And, you know, watching it, I get ideas for stuff I can do at work the next day or stuff like that. So, you know, I, I do get to watch it a little bit and enjoy it. It's just tougher because like, Sometimes I'm like sitting there and thinking like, oh, I'm going to have to do this tomorrow because <laughs> Connor McDavid had like six points tonight. You know what I mean? It's stuff like yeah, that. Yeah. That's a nightly basis. Yeah. yeah so, but but it's, 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 you know, it's so cool. Like part of my job involves watching hockey, which is like yeah. not many people get to say that. Right. So. No, I know how I would feel like even watching a little bit of the rugby when I was working with them and I play and then you just feel like you're almost with celebrities all the time. But yeah. I feel like even when we started in sports media and stuff, when you start learning how a production or a broadcast comes about, like it, it, you can notice when they mess oh, things you, up, You, you right? watch it like so differently now. Yeah. It's the hundred percent true. Like you're thinking, what's the switch you're doing there? Yeah. What's like the director saying? But like, I think I'm so removed from that part of the industry. Like I work in digital media. I work right. in social. I don't work in broadcast. So instead of like, what is the broadcast? What, it, what are they doing in the truck? I'm thinking about my coworkers running Twitter and Instagram and being like, I wonder what they're going to caption this. I wonder what angle they're going to, it's different, right? I'm thinking from the social media perspective, like, and it's also interesting for me to like be on Twitter and see how the teams are running the social and reacting to things. You know what I mean? So it's, it's that same thing. You, you look at it from a different perspective, but it, it is even more different for me because I'm working in a different field. We talked about you cheer for the lead or the, sorry. Oh my God. Montreal Canadians. Can you imagine? Um, but cheering for the Canadians, what would it be like living in Toronto if the Leafs won? I mean, like it's I, not gonna happen. I, but like if they won the the Stanley Cup, like yeah. so I'll say this: like I am not a Leafs fan, but you, you would like it to happen. No, okay. There's it's there's there's a lot to that. So I I love the story. I'm a big like I consider myself a storyteller before anything else, and in my mindset, it's like there are very few stories that would happen in the nhl that i would like be salivating over that would be one of them because number one like i'm not a fan of the team but i love their players i love the the the, the young energy they have um as annoying as the leafs fans are i'm sorry if there's anyone in here that is one or listening but like there is something to be said about a, a team with historical significance getting another championship um i don't care what sport it is like if you know you had someone like uh, the Boston Red Sox or the Yankees winning the World Series. That just means something else. And like, you know, we've seen it with Boston winning the, winning the Stanley Cup back in 2011. Original six team, it means something. You know, we see it with, you know, teams like Montreal going to the final like four years ago. It's different. So I think if Toronto wins, there's going to be, there would be a huge like, what we saw with the Raptors, like, I, I, I'm going to be honest, I don't know how close it would rival it. And I just, I just had a podcast episode I recorded with someone talking about that experience. But like, people like this city would lose its mind yeah. like, oh, like we we like, go to purge we like, saw we saw yeah. what happened when they passed the first round and that's yeah. like, that's the <laughs> yeah. first round they haven't done it since 2005 like 
we saw people in the streets honking their cars, like going crazy. My, you know, that means something. So like if they win one, it's also fun because I would hopefully get to cover it. Yeah. I've, I've been able to yeah. cover Stanley Cup finals, but like being your home city, you know, being in the area, you know, it would be such a, such a cool opportunity. And I mean, you know, I think we've seen it with other teams before that have won the cup who have gone through struggles to get there, how much more it means. Like, I can't imagine what it would be like if they win the cup. It's, it would be pandemonium. Oh, city, and it, would. city would explode. And I yeah. think like the content that from the content side of things, like it would be, you would, we would be tweeting for months yeah. about it. We, we do it a lot. Like I think we had like seven or eight posts in the first five hours since Vegas won the cup. Like it'd be 10 times that. Oh, it would just be fans yeah. crying. Like, oh, I think the be... fan engagement would be so good. Oh no, oh, for sure. But be, it's, it's two things. It's the people like, oh my God, they finally won. But it's also being oh, like- Oh, it's more the hate. Uh, but it's also like, that's, <laughs> it's like, it, it'll be people, they didn't deserve it. Like, oh, they're frauds, whatever. Like, you know, it's both sides of the It'll be like, took them long enough. Like, yeah, 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 And people will still have stuff to say, but like, that's the cool thing about it. Like, there's always going to be that, that engagement around it. And in social media, like that's what matters is people engaging with the content. We wouldn't post on Instagram if we wouldn't get comments or likes, right? Like it's, it is what it is. It's true. A lot of people would say otherwise, but I don't believe them. <laughs> and I think we want people to get to know you here. So I want to start off with our first kind of little segment okay. called Beat the Deadline because in the industry, tight deadlines. Yep. You know this better than anyone. So what's going to happen is essentially I'm going to throw a bunch of rapid fire questions at you. You answer to the best of your ability. And if I have follow-ups, get ready. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see if I have uh, some of them are pretty self-explanatory. So go for it. First one. Ready? Okay. Early bird or night owl? My night owl. Spending a lot of time editing at night for sure. It's when you're most creative. I heard. Yeah, it is. We, there's a, there's a, there's a thing. It's called sketch boy hours. I, there's a podcast. Listening. We call it sketch boy hours. Now it's just late hours at night. <laughs> just vibing in your apartment editing. Yeah. And then, okay, for those late night sessions, Red Bull or coffee? Coffee, because Kaylee Hall wouldn't give me a case of Red Bull when she was there, and I know she's off screen. So. Oh, I'm hot or iced, though. Uh, depends on the time of year. I think if you drink hot coffee uh in the summer you should be you should go to a doctor i think iced coffee what? but i'm an i'm an iced coffee no i love iced coffee but if it's guy. like a late winter night and i'm like you know burning the midnight oil like yeah. i'll probably um i do like a white monster though a bit of an off off oh. off the cuff there white monsters i will take that over those two for sure i was gonna say iced coffee uh hot girls drink it year round so no, i i literally i no no I, 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 iced <laughs> coffee iced coffee in the winter is fine i'm saying a hot coffee in the summer does it's not bad. so oh, i man. like my psychotic trait is probably i've never had a hot coffee in my, my favorite life, but i drink an iced coffee like every day my favorite time of the year is when i can swap out the iced coffees from tim's for a french vanilla but like that's a oh, real okay. winter day but that's not even that's not like drip coffee so i no, yeah i, I mean, respect no, the french yeah. vanilla i mean no i i like i'm colombian i love co any yeah. kind of coffee and like i love editing a <laughs> coffee, coffee shop i was at a coffee shop five hours ago editing working from like remote all day so uh, i'll go with coffee okay it's a long-winded way of saying that yes sorry oh this one's good cutest player on the leafs <laughs> <laughs> and I, uh, I want to know. Perspective? From, from uh, <laughs> this one you may have to rationalize. Like, I gotta, I gotta go with like William Nylander. Ooh. I think, I think, I, I think, I think, I think Mac, Matthews vibes. is the obvious choice. Um, mm. But like, you know, he's got, he's Euro. He's got a nice head of hair. He's got, he's got drip. He's got good fashion. It's so, the hair, I, I think. It's the hair. I, I, I agree. I like I, a lot of people say Matthews, but like in my opinion, I think he's over. I, 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 you know, I, he's got I drip too. Yeah. He's got drip too. But like, you know, Nylander can do like he's done a million things. So I, I would say, I would say Nylander. Um, yeah. I'll, but I'll, Mitch Marner, 
not even top. I, I, Mitch is. Mitch, I had a friend who said that. I'm not saying. No, that. I, I, not I, 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 don't, I don't know about Mitch. Uh, Mitch gives more like the younger. Max, Max Domi's a good looking guy. He's missing, a, missing mm. a few teeth, but he's, he's got a good, yeah. good jawline. Max, Max Domi's pretty yeah. up there. He's a new guy on the team, but uh, I'll go with, I'll go with Willie. Okay. Locked in. Um, oh, this one's good. Go to drink at the bar. And then when you're drinking that drink, what song's playing? Uh, Set the a, mar- a margarita. Love mm. a margarita. Normal um, or spicy? I can't. I, I, I hate spicy margaritas. I think Ooh, spicy uh, margaritas are like one of my hottest food. They should not be spicy. It should be refreshing. I, I agree, but I like it like just a little uh, time, but, like not, spicy but not too much that's like burning your lips. Um, what song is playing? Mm-hmm. Um, Don't Stop Me Now by Queen. <laughs> I'm actually going to see yeah. Queen this weekend, so it's on brand. But I, th- I think that's one of my favorites. Like, you know, when I'm out, like that's a, a, a song I'll always jive to. It's just like doesn't fit the margarita vibe. I know like, it does. Two like very distinct. I, I well, like I mean like I could like you know I love Latin music. I love Bad Bunny. Okay, so we, we okay. Could go, we could go with any ba- anything Bad <laughs> with Bunny. With a marg, I think it makes. Yeah, sense. <laughs> you, you know you can go with that, but like no, I I, I love. <laughs> you can drink a marg. You can drink a marg to anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're giving me like oh I'm drinking like a Negroni, like it's not going to be either of those. You yeah, know? Like, true. But I'll, I'll, you know we can go with like some Bad Bunny or something like that fit the vibe okay and then last one for this segment when you were little what was your dream job uh i remember the first job i kind of thought of when i was a little kid was like an astronaut (laughs) i wanted to be a veterinarian at one point okay um i but you know i'm not smart enough to be an astrophysicist or going to space and i don't like animals in pain so we, were, we went with sports so yeah, yeah but, it's the, like, but yeah those were kind of the two the two things i probably as a kid like astronaut or veterinarian wow okay what, what did you want to be when you were little honestly this is this one's also bad when i was really little i thought the guys like at the full service gas station that would pass. <laughs> like I, for some reason I, I was yeah, like, so weird i was just like that'd be a cool job and i'm like what? I hate pumping my own gas. Like, why would <laughs> why would I want to do that? Especially but, in the cold winter days. Like, you don't uh, want to be that guy. I mean, I also want to play in the NBA, go to the NFL. Fair. See, know. I never had I that. Like I never, I never had that. Like, they were never realistic. Just, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this one's important. We're talking celebrity. We're talking about crazy moments. Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. <laughs> it's the most talked about thing on media Tra- everywhere. Traveler. As oh, well, yeah. Well, did you know who he was before Taylor? Oh yeah, Swift? I knew. I, I'm a, I know. I know. He's a. He's gonna be oh. a Hall of Famer. You could oh, argue. The, the, be- the best. You could argue he's the best tight end of all oh, time. My, my opinion is Ra- best. He's Gronk. the best. You could. Gronk. You can say Gronk, Gronk. Right, yeah. but one. Yeah. So yeah, I, I knew he did not. Put, she did not put him <laughs> on the map. Put him on the map. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Much everyone's saying. But would you have? Who would be the NHL equivalent to that? Do you think? Like in terms of a power couple, or like. Yeah, or I mean, I guess it was still be Taylor Swift. Or even just something so surprising, yeah. right? I I don't like. What do you? I mean, like, okay, so me personally, like, I watch obviously a majority of sports, but I sat down at dinner with a couple girls, and they asked me who I thought the hottest NFL player was, and I was like, "Why are you bringing this up? We've never talked <laughs> sports in our lives. Like, me and these girls have never talked sports, and it's simply just because." She was there. Yeah. So they were debating. They're like, oh, is it him or is it Joe Burrow or like whatever? And I was like, ladies, like maybe it, like at least go and watch some of yeah, the games. Yeah. Don't just rate them. It is incredible to see. It is. I had this conversation with my girlfriend earlier. She's a huge Taylor Swift. Like she loves. She's a Swifty for all intents and purposes. And we were talking about it. And I'm just like, she. we were talking about what it, you know, what the impact of this is like. Because you've never seen an athlete 
and a, and a celebrity with such status and the, like take over the oh, and worst. Her status is like and, at and the even highest at, even point. Like, the highest tour. Yeah. And, and no, and like I'm not gonna lie to you, like when you look at both of them, like she is way and beyond the bigger star. More people. Oh, yeah. But Travis yeah. in his own end is a, is a is a player in the NFL who has accomplished a lot of things. It's just so cool to see the interaction in, in the kind of the, this cross between pop culture, mainstream pop culture and football and sports. And like, I think it's just, it's something that I think working in social media, whether you work for the Kansas City Chiefs, the NFL literally had her as her banner this morning. Like if you go on the NFL Twitter right now, the banner is three photos of Taylor Swift. And like, you got to capitalize on that. Yeah. You have, and then, and then that NFL Taylor's version, there's all this yeah, stuff on Twitter. And, and like, yeah. even, they're, even, they're blowing calls even at just the because the NFL. Even at the NHL, we are trying thing. to make references to it. Like one of my coworkers, we put out a video where we were talking about, we interviewed the players at Media Day about fantasy football. The first name that we put at the top of the video, Travis Kelsey. Because the, one of the guys said Travis Kelsey my football team, but that's how we started off the video oh, in, intentionally. Yeah. Because yeah, of that course. was that was the day after she was at the first game, so it's just really cool to see this kind of cross section and how it's working out. And like my girlfriend and I were like, she's like, how it just seems like they're overdoing it. They're they're doing too much. I'm like, you have to though. Yeah. You, there's this is never gonna happen kardashians have dated nba players yeah. was not they, they've been, they've was been not that. a big <laughs> deal like you know the the celebrity stat celebrities have dated hockey players yeah. celebrities have dated uh, athletes before nothing like this has happened it's incredible yeah, and yeah. she's, I mean, well, she just. And I actually that. think they're great for each other. I'm not going to lie. Like, she's been yeah, dating. She, she's finally it, dating an athlete. Country girl, I think, yeah. dating an They have, a, you know, like the well Kelsey's are really well known. I think they have their own oh. brand. And they're also, like, Donna Kelsey yesterday is showing up to the game with a new Heights hat. Like, that's intentional. It's like, promotion. the Kelsey's yeah. know yeah. what's good, but, like, it seems like that's a genuine thing. So it's cool for everyone involved, right? Yeah, like, she went from sitting with Jade from State Farm yesterday afternoon. Oh, yeah. And to, uh, and she's, and she's, and she's, she's like, she's like Taylor's like, hugging yeah. her. I'm like, oh, man, that's your future mother in law, girl. Crazy. Like, oh my, we'll see. I mean, all, all of my friends or have been she's like, writing a song about him. All my friends have been like, it's so crazy. They got like, away. They get, they went away in the getaway car, as you said. Yeah, right? yeah. So, like, you know. Do you, do you think it's, they, all my friends are saying, like, it's crazy that they're meeting, like, oh, like, his parents right they away. They definitely like, known like, each other longer yeah. than this. I was like, right. There was like a bunch of, I trust yeah. me, I get enough TikToks and there's like, they probably, yeah. like as a social media, like if you are Kansas, we're on the topic of social media, working social media. If you're Kansas City's social media team, you need to get on that immediately. Like and like even their podcast, like don't tell me that was not the most listened to podcast in the world. Oh, mostly. it's a top, it's a and top like, podcast. And like they posted a teaser of a previous episode the night before. They know what they're like. You just gotta, you gotta, in social media, you gotta take advantage of these moments because that's what A, gets clicks, B, build your following and C, like has an impact throughout your, your career lifespan. Let's get back into your current role and kind of like how you got there. So it's kind of more along the lines of the climb, Smiley Cyrus would yeah. say, the classic. Um, how did you find your way into the role with the NHL? The short way of saying how I got the job is I actually found the job on Twitter. Okay. Um, at the time I was kind of, this would have been like, it's my third year. So two and a half years ago at the time I was um, at TSN and freelancing and I was just looking for something new. And then I had applied for a few jobs. I got no's from a few opportunities. I got interviews. And then one day uh, a few friends found a tweet from my now boss. He just tweeted out that they were, the NHL was looking for a, uh, video editor in the Toronto area and a lot of people, you know, I had three or four friends saying, Hey, this is perfect for you. Like, I know you're looking for something you like, you should apply, uh, applied. I went through like four interviews and you know, I found myself here, but like I said, that would be a disservice to say like the way I actually got it was like, you know, four or five years of building my portfolio and building my like skill set to where it is now to apply and get a job like that. 
Um, <clears throat> like, you know, I think everything I had done in my career up until that point went from working with TMU Athletics when I started in school to doing work with MLSE to freelance work, what I was doing at TSN, everything kind of built up to that one moment. So it was kind of like a long haul, you know, everything culminated. I had the right work at the right time. Like uh, I had an insight, like, you know, one of the big things is like knowing people. It's yeah. they say a lot of the it is like, you know, it's who you know, not what you do. Um, you know, luckily my roommate, my, my, one of my best friends worked at the NHL. He's, he's the, the graphic designer I mentioned earlier. Um, and he, you know, he was working there at the time and I said, Hey, if you don't mind, could you put in a good word for me? And, you know, it's a combination of like my work, my resume, my portfolio, just being a good person during the interview and being, you know, a easy guy to talk to. And then having someone on the inside to vouch for me and be like, Hey, like, you know, if you hire him, he's going to do solid work. It's kind of a combination of all those things that led to where I'm at now. Um, that's kind of like the short, long winded answer to say the least. And did you feel confident coming out of university, entering the industry? Yes and no. I felt confident in my abilities. Like there's, I think there's something to be said in the industry. Like you have to have, it's like being an athlete. You kind of have to be humble about it. You have to like acknowledge that like, you know, you can always grow and you can always learn. But I knew coming out of university, I set myself up for success. I had a good portfolio. I knew I was good at what I was doing, right? Like I, I shot TMU for a while and that was able, I got my reps that way, becoming a good shooter and a good editor. I actually was working with MLSE while it was in my second year and <clears throat> into my third and fourth year. I started working with TSN at the end of my third year. So I kind of already had my foot in the door in a lot of places. So I wasn't really like nervous or worried about com like coming out of university because I knew I had the skill set. I think what was worrying or concerning or kind of on my mind is like, well, number one, I graduated during a pandemic. Right. Um, so, you know, I actually at the time, you know, wasn't working as much sports shut down as we know. Um, so it was kind of like a uncertainty of what the world's future was going to look like. But also at the same time, there was like social media and digital media. That side of the industry is so it's growing so quickly, but it's kind of going through, it's growing a little too quickly. It's like bleeding edge. It's like way, it's beyond, it's way ahead of its time. Right. So, I mean, and, and, you know, for the reality of things, like there's no guarantees in life. Like, you know, there's been things I've seen in ESPN laying off people and this company laying off people because during the pandemic, everyone was working online. Everyone was working from home. Now people are going back to the office. So like that was what concern is like availability and job um, availability. Because I, I say this to young kids all the time who ask me like, should I work in this industry? I'm like, you have to be prepared to compete because there's a lot of people who want to do this. Everyone can buy a camera nowadays. Content creation is a legitimate job, which means more competition, right. less spots, right? It's like there's, you could say a thousand players you could play in the NHL, but there's only 18 spots and 32 teams. It's not a lot. And it's kind of the same. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's only one video editor per one, but like, you know, there's limited amount of spots for a large quantity of people. So like that was kind of, it. I was confident in my abilities. I wasn't too confident about like the availability of jobs and working. And I got very lucky. Like part of it is luck. I got very fortunate that people recommended me. I had people in the right places and you know, everything along those lines. So that was kind of where I was at when, when I was graduating. I'm going to take it away because we did, we were a little serious. So when you were paying your dues per se, was there maybe like a very embarrassing moment or was there something that you look back on and you're like, I can't believe I did that. Like, is there anything that you did that now it's just seems kind of ridiculous to get, get into a job? Not embarrassing moment related to like getting in a job, but like I had a really embarrassing moment actually when I was in university. Uh, I did some work for the then CWHL uh, <clears throat> and there was a gala event, like the awards were held at TMU that year in the Mattamy. 
and dress code, you have to wear something nice. So I wore a suit and, you know, I think there's maybe like an hour ahead of the event. I was there helping set up cameras and stuff because I was help covering it. And I bent down to pick something up and I ripped my pants like straight <laughs> oh, down no. like the seam here. Like, <laughs> like, and I, and I stood back up and like, I look out, no one noticed, like no one, no one noticed, but I'm looking around the room and like Marie-Philippe Poulin is over there. Like, <laughs> like Hillary Knight, like half of like every, yeah. every professional women's player you could like the top level of Olympians are here. So like, I, I went to my friend, Maddie, Maddie Harris, who's on also team you grad. I went to her she was working the event with you. I'm like, Maddie, like I fucking ripped my pants. Like, <laughs> what do I do? She's like, no. And she's like, let me see. I'm like, <laughs> and she starts cry, like crying, laughing. She's like, you need to go get a pair of pants. So I went on the TTC, got out of the Mac, walked to like, you know, the station on the corner, trying to hide the rip of my pants on the suit, <laughs> walked into H&M, luckily found a pair of blue pants that fit my suit jacket, like nearly perfectly, put those on, don't remember what I did with the pair, the other yeah, pair of pants. I probably just, yeah. I probably just tossed them somewhere. <laughs> I left them in the bag, and Goodbye. I went and did the event. And no one was the wiser, but yeah, I was in a room full of Olympians with, you know, like, oh you my could, god, yeah, it was bad. It was, it was single-handedly like the biggest oh shit moment I've ever. Like, just kind of funny, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I've never really had anything that like paying my dues, but like that was just like, uh, like just bad luck. But you, you know? couldn't have had like an amazing, just like perfect career. Like, no, journey. like you need, uh, I mean, you need no pants ripping moment. Yeah, you need you need those moments you can look back and laugh Humble on. You a little. Uh, yeah, yeah, you could say that. Yeah, it's like, a happy ending. Yeah, least. yeah, like yeah. you know, yeah. it's so it went the event went went off great, and you know, I I, I still just remember that like I never had my pants you see it all the time in like movies and, and stuff but like yeah like when you now i assume when you're like filming you like move around and squat mm -hmm. do you always now wear pants like that are rip proof um, so if you squat no. down well, and you're out in a bed yeah i mean like so my nothing's, first nothing's fully my first, yeah, nothing's <laughs> fully, I, i'm just like you know i think nowadays i mean the thing is it's like when we work when i work in nhl it really depends on what it is like uh if i'm working the stanley cup final it's my first year i didn't do it as much last year because i kind of realized the vibe but like when i was my first year is like you got to wear a full suit yeah when you're working these events no matter what you're doing because you know if gary commissioner gary batman comes up like you want to look professional and you know you he if you really nhl you have to look a certain way so like i wore a suit my first year shooting yeah. and i never really shot wearing a suit um i was definitely very careful because it was like the same brand of suit it wasn't oh, even so, didn't want to repeat. so i didn't want to repeat so i was being very 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 careful that time um, but like now with events, it's kind of easier. Like I'm going to my third year and I kind of know, I know the vibes. I know where I'm. So I got away last year working the final with like, you know, a polo or a quarter zip. And I, I love the Lululemon ABC pants, oh, stretch, yeah. oh, yeah. stretchy. I, I like love those things. They're not, hopefully not going to rip. Um, but yeah, like now haven't had that issue. Hopefully we'll not have that issue anymore. Um, if, if it happens, I I'll just go to the nearest H&M and yeah. buy, buy exactly. a pair of pants. Right. So, okay. Let's get. A little, a little football term here off the hockey rails, but it's fourth and one football. You got your one play. So for you with your shooting wise, you're going to a last minute quick shoot. Like what am I using? Or what's yeah. My what strategy? are you using? So or like, like what, and what's your like strategy? I mean, a little it bit? really, it really depends. But like, you know, I, I use my Sony a7S three. It's my baby. I've used that camera for three years now and uh, it gets great results. Uh, I'm the kind of person where if I, if I don't have to edit it, I'm going to go home put it in my computer, upload it and not touch it. Like, for a week. <laughs> like I shot a golf, I'm shooting like a golf short film with a friend and I like just been sitting on hard drive for two weeks, but it depends, right? Like if it's immediate, like yeah. when the Stanley Cup final ended last year in Vegas, I was in the room, champagne, getting everything. 
I went immediately upstairs, plugged it in, started. Like my thing is I have to do it right then and now or it'll take me a little bit because I'll just forget about it when I get home. Can so, we like take a second? You were in the locker room? Yeah. When they're celebrating? Yeah. The that's so ridiculous. It's, it's, oh my God. I mean, what, how do you, you even get, describe that? You get to take that? part of the festivities after, I mean, no, after, after, my, my after suit, the editing is over. I mean, no, I mean, yeah, we like at the end, at the, at the end, you know, you know, we, 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 yeah, we got to go in the room, which is pretty cool. I've been lucky to, to have shot two Stanley Cup finals and I've been in the room for two. And, um, I think my biggest mistake was the first year I left pretty early with Colorado won it. Um, yeah. this time with Vegas, I, I made sure to go in there and I stayed in there as long as humanly possible. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's crazy. It's like, it's crazy for me to think that like stuff I've captured is like history. Like I've seen my stuff on ads. Now I've seen my videos like published in different ways. And so it's, it's a cool experience. Um, you definitely need to be prepared to wash whatever like you come out of there smelling <laughs> rank like champagne beer like everything is pouring on you like uh, you're cleaning the your guys camera are all sweaty yeah too. they're all oh, yeah. like i've got and like, and like they're looking camera you, they're looking, you see your camera just yeah. like spray like <laughs> i have like a monitor that like got sprayed champagne in my first final i did didn't turn off for a week oh like my my, God. and then like after a week it started turning on it's still living so i'm gonna keep that thing but like so um yeah you get to be in the room which is which is a cool thing and then what was the, the second part of your question there just like, like describe the energy like, i mean it's me a crazy couple words though like I, I mean it's like euphoria like it's like a bunch of grown men who like have <laughs> finally it's it's so heartwarming and like i was talking to my friend about this earlier like there is something to be said like about athletes and celebrities we put them on this totem pole of being heroes and bigger than life when you when when you're it's not even the room that makes you notice that because they're just like adult children having fun celebrating <laughs> it's so cool but it's it's just them the rewards of years so much work. but the thing that humanizes it for me is actually right before and like that what makes it what well, the thing i remember the most is like not the cup lifts or the champagne in the room it's when we're we get to go on the ice as soon as they win like by waves we i was on the ice for both finals it was really cool. the coolest stuff i captured was probably the families them with their parents them with their kids them with their like grandparents like you know i remember this like this is what kind of does it for me it's like you get to there's this one clip of like kale mccarr after colorado won the won the championship two years ago he gives the cup to his dad and his dad lifts it and then he puts it down his dad immediately starts crying yeah. and i will never forget that i saw phil kessel with his baby and like it's so cute like there's just things like that okay so for our last segment of the episode take it or leave it basically i'm going to give you some advice that's been thrown out to us from professors industry professionals everyone around or even just your human that thinks they know about the industry so the advice today is you need the most expensive and high quality equipment to make good content. Take it or leave it. So if I'm taking it, I'm saying it's good advice. Yes. I would take it. Um, you know, I think there's, there's a lot to be said here because people will argue for days in the content creation. It's such a niche thing. Like does gear matter at the start? You just got to get off the ground. Right. You know what I mean? Like when you start playing a sport, you don't care what hockey stick you're using or what pair of cleats you're using in football. You don't give it, you don't care. Cause you're just trying to get off the ground and start getting reps in. I tell a lot of people, I just made a TikTok about this the other day. If, if you have 500 bucks to spend, just use your phone. If you got a thousand bucks to spend, buy a camera. But it doesn't really matter at the start. It starts mattering when you know you're, uh, you're um, outgrowing the gear you're using. You know, if you're a hockey player, at some point you're gonna realize I need a better stick that's not gonna break on me because I'm getting stronger and better. I need a pair of skates that's gonna hold my feet and actually like get me, get give me the speed and agility I need. Same with content creators. Like I used this Sony A6400 camera. Uh, the first one I ever bought to shoot TMU and I used it for four or five years. Like I used it to death 
And there came a point where I realized I wasn't getting enough out of the camera. The point of that being is like, I used this piece of gear to the point where I knew it was gonna get me to where I needed to go. And a camera came out with specs that I liked. I knew that that was a step I could take and I bought it. It's like, again, you're an athlete, you you take a, you know, you're you're burning through a pair of shoes until you can't use it anymore. You gotta switch the shoes, right? Like it's, it's got that kind of idea. Yeah. 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 And then yeah. if you maybe then could give your own piece of advice briefly to, you know, people trying to get their foot in the door with the industry. Yeah, I mean, um, one of the biggest pieces of advice I actually like there's a few there's two things and I'll go really quickly through this. Uh, the first one is just like don't don't be afraid of like not getting a job. I think that holds a lot of people like paralyzes a lot of people. The biggest thing is uh, the biggest thing is that like, you know, I, something you got to realize it's kind of like when you what's the worst that could happen? Yeah, if you apply for a job, you get a no or you don't get hear back like I've gotten no's. I've gone through interviews and been ghosted. Um, that is the biggest thing is just understand that you're going to get a no and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, that just paralyzes a lot of people. I feel all the time, but like eventually you'll find something that's six. The second one I just learned the other night, uh, that a friend gave me on a podcast I recorded is not, don't have a plan B. If you have a plan A, if you have a dream, stick with it all the way through, because if you jump out of a plane, you have no choice, but to just keep following and go for the ride. Right? Like the, the, the kind of point I'm trying to make here is that like, if you want to do something like content creation, if you want to video edit, shoot photos, whatever, whatever you want to do, stick to it, get good at it. And over time, you'll find opportunities coming. If you come out with a plan B and you got another way now to jump out of the plane, you're not going to jump out of the plane. You're, you're going to be, I'm going to go to the easy <laughs> route. I'm going to go work, whatever, whatever. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would say. Don't be afraid of like no's. It's going to happen. Like it's just a reality and don't have a plan B. I love that. I, I that's so too. good for us. I mean, coming into the industry. <laughs> yeah. I'll try and remember that. For sure. Um, but Rob on episode one. Yeah. Uh, right? That's so sick. I know. Thank it, you yeah. so much for joining us. No, thank us. you guys for having me. This all was right. a blast. So where can people find you online? Yeah, they can. I, I got all the social media. I sound like an old person. I got all <laughs> the uh, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, at 77J Morales. Uh, if you look up J Morales, Juan Morales Creative, you'll find me on YouTube. Uh, that's you can kind of find me every, anywhere with that handle. So that's where, uh, that's where you'll find me. Amazing. Thanks so much. No, thank you, guys. This Definitely check them out, guys. This works pretty sick. Thank you.